0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard A huge European night in Glasgow As Celtic welcome Valencia in the Europa League The top flight players sign a petition Calling for an end to artificial pitches And Paul Hickingbottom is the new manager of Hibs It's Valentine's Day What a romantic setting we have for you tonight In the company of two old romantics Gordon DL and Mark Wilson <laughs> Old romantics Don't know about that about Daz But um, listen and Looking forward Gordon To another massive night of European football and one of the, the real, you know, household names coming to Celtic Park tonight. Brendan Rodgers saying that Celtic are probably at the best level they can be at after the break. And he's probably right. You know, 1-7 conceding no goals uh, in those games. But what level are Valencia at when you look at them in the league? And the Spanish La Liga is in eighth place. You know, not lost in the last five. You know, a, a fairly impressive team. You know, Drew 13 only lost four this season. So... There's no doubt about it It's going to be a difficult night For Celtic at Celtic Park But thoroughly looking forward to it Under the lights And Gordon Deal Not all about the big game tonight Because A bit of a development In the ongoing battle Between those who like Artificial pitches And those who don't The PFA um, And on behalf of the players Essentially have handed in This petition calling for them To be scrapped From our top flight We're going to hear mm-hmm. a bit more About that later on in the show yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm sure a lot of players nowadays, Gordon, they don't like the the, the pitches. Um, but then clubs can argue neither hand the fact of financial um, problems that they have if it's grass because they've got to go and find training facilities. They cost a lot of money. If they've got their uh, hand like Hamilton, Aki's, Kilmarnock, Livingston, every team from their youth all the way up can use it. They can rent it out. But the top players in the top leagues, I don't think there's a place for it. Uh, as much as it's improving, I've got to say, uh, Hamilton Aki's won, um, I was on it when it was relayed, and it was absolutely terrific. But to play and train on it every day, mm. I think would be a burden to your joints. It's that day of the year Every year we ask this question Every year I'm a bit excited About what the responses are going to be And a bit nervous and worried as well So we're looking for your Valentine's Day Scottish football poems Please, you know the drill Roses are red And really the rest is up to you That wasn't my attempt at a poem That's just me trying to lay it out there Roses are red Your Valentine's poems for Scottish football Please get them in At Clyde SSB Am I going to be able to read them all out? Absolutely mm. not But we'll give it a go And uh, see what we can come up with Let's go straight to Celtic Park though And get a flavour of what's coming up tonight Celtic against Valencia With Alison Conroy Yeah Gordon An absolutely massive night for Celtic In the Europa League As they take on Valencia side Who've lost just four times this season Albeit they've only won six league games this season Brendan Rodgers says he's relishing The wonderful challenge insisting Celtic Are at the best level they could be Going into the match It does come of course too soon for Kieran Tierney But Emilio Izaguirre is fit With Oliver Burke expected to lead the line tonight Valencia boss Marcelino says they fear Celtic And has picked out James Forrest, Odson Edward and Scott Brown As the danger men Kick off here at Celtic Park A sellout Celtic Park is 5 past 8 A shoot of the teams in around 40 minutes Thanks to Alison Conroy We will get the team news Uh, Listen, the wonders of modern technology I'm not going to allow you two to speculate As to where that report was sent from Because I can see it in your face I know what you were 
you're thinking So I'm just going to move swiftly on And we'll pretend that uh, That didn't happen So there we go <laughs> The Thursday Night Madness has started a bit earlier than usual 01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch throughout the show We're definitely going to be looking for your take on artificial pitches Let's start with the big game tonight though We're only In fact we're less than two hours to go with, Until Celtic and Valencia gets underway So give us your thoughts How do you see it going? What are your score predictions? Who would you like to see play? Who would you like to see not play? How should the team approach the game? You tell us 01419511025 We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB Your thoughts on the game Gordon? Um, I think it'll be a cracker um, Under the new lights at the beginning Gordon Builds up the atmosphere Packed house in at Celtic Park tonight um, Valencia uh, Mark uh, came out with all the stats there Although they're sitting in eighth, they had a good side. So it'll be a big, big test for Celtic. But I just think Celtic in such good form at home. And for me, the big debate who we play and who shall not be playing, I think there's only one position is a left back. I think that's yeah. a big debate. Wait, who is going to fill in at left back? Yeah, I have to agree with that. I mean, well, I mean, Emilio Izaguirre's fit. Is it fit. is it as simple as that? I, I think it's as simple as that. Johnny Hayes, I don't think did anything wrong. In fact, I thought he had a, a decent game the other night and uh, the other day sets up the goal. But you're playing at a different level here, and you're wanting a guy who's a natural left back. And Emilio Izaguirre, it might not be everybody's cup of tea just now, but he's a natural left back, and I, I think he's he's played well on occasions this season, and I think you'll get. More out of him at left back than Hayes In terms of the other positions I think Gordon's right I think everybody else picks themselves I think the form since they've came back From Dubai it Has shown that I think Oliver Burke is looking stronger uh, Every game it goes by Sinclair's in some top form as well And midfielders like McGregor Brown and Christie Just keep performing And a, a huge plus point for Celtic Is the way the right back Tolian is, is adapted Came in Looks like he's played there for years And it's nights like tonight That Brendan Rodgers has wanted him in You know there's been a problem at right back For Celtic for a number of months now And Lustig's been terrific But they wanted someone more mobile And he's certainly had to deal with the threat That Valencia will undoubtedly bring 01419511025 Let's hear from you Maybe you're on your way to the game Maybe you're going to be sitting and watching it Nice romantic Valentine's night for you Either way Share all your thoughts before the game Who's going to be part of the team Who's not going to be part of the team How do you see the game panning out 01419511025 I've also been asking for your Valentine's poems Please um, I'm having to scan these very quickly To make sure they're PG This is a family show Q says <laughs> Roses are red So is the mushroom's face When he does beat the pundit He's an absolute <laughs> disgrace <laughs> That's a strong start Very nice. I like Good that start. Excellent stuff Magnificent mm. uh, Fraggles isn't great He just says Roses are red Valencia 3-0 I'm not sure I'm not sure uh, I don't no. think we'll make a, a poet out of you yet Get them in At Clyde SSB um, Let's hear a bit from Brendan Rogers then His thoughts ahead of tonight's game Give us yours on the phones please We'll anticipate a really really tough game But it's It's a wonderful challenge for us You know we play You know against these teams And, and they're good teams But I reinforce to the players We are also a good team and that's why we uh, were in this stage of the competition, having got out of a really tough group. So uh, it should be an amazing evening, you know, with the support and uh, and, and the atmosphere that will be generated. And uh, and it's up to us as as the the players and the staff to generate that for the supporters. So uh, so yeah, it's it's a big challenge, but it's a challenge we'll embrace. When you said you only felt there was a any sort of question mark at all over the left back, does that mean you think the rest? Picks itself Yeah Yeah I do I So think. That, What does that look like 
Burke up front again Yes Oh yeah uh, uh, Burke's <coughs> got Got to play for me mm-hmm. uh, I think he's been um, A sensation Since he's come up um, I think that You know With his pace And his power <coughs> Valencia may sit A bit deeper Which could help Celtic So I think he's a certainty To start Gordon I really do uh, uh, The only one As I say Is the left back Johnny Hayes Would probably feel a bit You know uh, Disappointed If he's been left out but I just think on a night like this against a team that's probably got a lot of quality, mm. go with your natural fullback. Murray McDonald says roses are red, violets are blue. Valencia won't score the Celts to get two, according to Murray on Twitter. Let's get the thoughts of Cameron in Falkirk, who is a Celtic fan. What are your thoughts ahead of the game, Cameron? Hello, lads. Uh, Hello. I'm just you're on about um, Scott Sinclair being on top form. I'm a Celtic fan myself. I find that uh, he's just coasting along the games. And uh, scoring tap-ins here and there So I ho- I'm hoping for tonight It just doesn't go missing on the pitch What's your thoughts? Cameron, I think Scott Sinclair's been absolutely brilliant And how he come on In the form that he's in And the goals that he's scoring And providing as well To say, you know He's just been riding along there And getting tap-ins I think that's I, th- I think that's absolute nonsense this, this has been a thing though With the Celtic fans Now, go back a while ago To Murrayfield where Scott Sinclair was on the bench and he comes on and I was in the studio for that game and he was getting a lot of stick at that time saying he shouldn't be involved and he was left out anyway he comes on and I thought he changed the game I thought Christie was brilliant but I thought Sinclair especially in the second half changed the game and I think he took so much confidence for that and he's went on leaps and bounds now it doesn't really matter if he's scoring tappings or not the amount of goals he's scoring for a wide guy is incredible what would you rather Somebody cutting the ball back And your wide guy Scott Sinclair Or whoever else you want to play there Is standing Five, six yards away And And not there for the tappings Or would you rather a guy You know Who gets involved Beats a few guys Now and then But Doesn't get an end product The thing is with Scott Sinclair He's in the right place At the right time And although he doesn't Breeze past people Like he used to Probably a few years ago He's still contributing An awful lot to the team And that's why I think He will start Tonight, uh, I think he's still such a big player. I mean, even the, even we things like he's gave responsibility of taking the penalties. He's missed a few, but no doubt Brendan Rodgers has still said to him, you're still the man to take it. So he's a big player. Cameron, surely, regardless of whether you think he's been coasting a lot, it's still nice to have a guy who scored a living in a living, is it not? Yeah, of course. That's uh, something you can't argue, as long as he keeps scoring the goals. But uh, I'm interested to see on a big night like tonight whether he does show up. Uh, hopefully his confidence will bring him through the pressure and he'll do alright mm. when, when you score 11 goals out of 11 you, you're certainly confident I think Scott Sinclair's a big big part of Celtic and what they're doing it's not just he's, he's the fact that he plays wide some of his runs to make space for other players is incredible Gordon he's a very intelligent player yes he had a dip at Celtic and he came in for criticism he's answered that mm. He's back. He's 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 probably every time Brendan Rodgers looks at the team now. He's in. I, that I, I've team. said all this year. Even when he was going through his bad spell, I thought he should have played. And people say, you know, he, I think even you said to me, but why should he? I says, well, he just brings balance, natural balance to that team. I thought Tierney played better with Sinclair 
in the team I thought they two had a relationship And he should have been in the team Brendan Rodgers obviously took him out But when he's came back in Surely he can't question his contribution um, I mean Where Cameron is right Is ultimately this is a greater test For, for all the Celtic players It's not, it's oh, not just, it's not just Scott yeah. Sinclair that's, that's the whole point Of when you go from No disrespect A St Johnson To a Valencia It's It's going to be more difficult For, for them all mm. Surely yeah, it is going to be more difficult because they're coming up against better quality. You, you you watched on Sunday against St. Johnson, no disrespect to St. Johnson, but they were playing schoolboy football at times with St. Johnson. They were playing it out to the right-hand side and back to the goalkeeper. They were just keeping ball. They were that confident because they knew the quality against them couldn't hurt them as much as what Celtic could hurt them. But tonight will be different. If they make any mistakes... Then I think they may get punished So they've got to make sure they're conscious Yeah it's a good point Gordon Because I was just saying there about Tolly And how he's came in He looks like he's played there for years His stroll games look powerful going forward But he's never In the games he's playing Never really been tested going back Now tonight you would think a team like Valencia Might test him defensively So for guys like him You know it's not just Scott Sinclair That people are hoping has a big game It's, it's guys like him who have been brought in for this occasion And Oliver Burke Who's been terrific He's looked strong and powerful But it's going to be a different game tonight With the way Valencia will play mm. So they'll all be tested uh, Thanks to Cameron On the phones on Twitter Let's have a quick look at some of the other um, Poems coming in Some people are struggling here honestly I don't think we're going to make a careers out of it Snooker Loopy says Gordon's nose is red Mark is just grey Both haven't a clue They failed at Airdrie Oh that I'm not sure. sure. Nah, I like right? that yeah. yeah I like that I think I succeeded but, I, I left with my head held high So <laughs> I think he's meaning you I run think, on me I think you meant tail between the legs Listen, lo- lo- lost in the playoffs and penalties I don't I think that's, 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 that's a good too thing. bad And another one from Ross says Violets are blue, pencils are blunt Oh no, we better not finish that one <laughs> Um Let's speak to David in Hillington Hi David How you doing? Good thanks What's um, on your mind ahead of this game? Just about the last caller first of all What does Scott Sinclair need to do To get credit for some people? Now Last season he was slaughtered for no being as good as the season before And I've said repeatedly the season before Nobody was good last season uh, as the invincible season Still 17-18 goals last season This season he seems to have released a bit, of, a bit in, in, in so much as the new James Forrest is, is doing a lot on the other side New the boy Wally uh, Burke up front He's taking a bit of pressure off him Christie's took, took a bit of pressure off him Calmax took a bit of pressure, pressure off him So he's not having to create and score and have the responsibility of everything up front and now he's looking a bit back to what they would say was his best season in, in that invincible season but no matter what he does he's n- nobody's ever going to be in that stand thinking to Celtic why do they keep throwing that first season at St. Scott Sinclair specifically yeah. because David at the end of the day you look at James Forrest has come in for a bit of stick as well and James Forrest has been terrific you've got to say you can get back to the Celtic captain when Celtic supporters were on here saying we're a better team without Scott Brown, which I found astonishing. And then all of a sudden Scott Brown comes back, Celtic are playing very, very well, but there's always a whipping boy somewhere in the team. And I think you're right. I thought Cameron was well out of order about Scott Sinclair. I think he's been he's been very you know, very good. You know think wingers get it more than more than most players? Probably. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, that's a good I, point. I think I think wingers do because wingers when they get the ball they excite the crowd. As soon as they touch it, and you think what what are they going to do? You know they're going to breeze by people and set up a goal. See, as soon as they don't do that, 
people turned on mates and go, oh, lost it. Now, Scott Sinclair, I, I don't think there's any doubt that he's lost a yard of pace from when he first came. But that happens when you get older. But he's added different things to his game. He's added, the, the goals he scored, is scoring now, Tappins, Cameron called him. And okay, they may be, but he's in the right position. Two years ago, they were they were much different goals. So he's had to adjust his game. And that takes that takes a lot to do that. But because he's on the wing, and it, like I say, doesn't he just knock the ball by and breeze by people or beat two or three mm. men all the time? I think people go, he's not doing his job. And it's, I mean, if it's far, you couldn't be further afraid of truth. If we're being accurate, goals, oh, let me try and remember what order they were in. Goals one and three against St Johnson, they weren't tappings. I'm not saying they're the, they weren't the most difficult, but surely they weren't tappings. No, they're good finishes. And he's in the, and Mark's right. You've got to be in the right place at the right time. You've got to. People don't see your movement, your timing of the run. Yeah. That's what Brendan Rodgers looks for, and the guy's doing it well. David, what type of challenge lies ahead tonight? Then, confident Celtic can get something. I, I, I will. If I could just quickly say, just about. I think you're right, Mark. With that, the wingers do get it harder mm. because even when they are asked to pull back and defend, they're sitting right out in the wing, ready for the out ball, and they, you don't see them in the middle of the park defending where a lot of the work takes place. So yeah. I think you're probably possibly that. But for tonight, look, it is going to be a step up against everybody. When the nineties were going through and. Ibrox team were, were dominating and everybody kept saying their problem was they weren't getting the challenge at home I think that's similar for Celtic just now because we are stepping up to a level even at this stage of the, the Europa League that we don't match you're lucky if we get that once a season here but I'm confident we can actually get a win tonight I really, I, I believe that and I think like I think you guys have said I would back us the way we've played on the counter attack to score against anybody away from home Alright thank you to David in Hillington we will continue the build up to that game right up until 8 o'clock we'll bring you the team news as soon as we get it but coming up after the travel with Amber let's look at this story that's developing today PFA Scotland on behalf of the players calling for top flight to scrap artificial pitches we're going to hear from people on both sides of the argument and be joined by PFA Scotland's Fraser Wishart after the travel with Amber get your calls in Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. It is Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, building up to Celtic against Valencia on Valentine's Day. I've been asking for your poems um, on Twitter. Where was one I just saw? It was a, a tribute to you, Mark Wilson. Oh, Scott McGill says, Roses are red. We thought he was at jest. Their nickname is the Dunhamers, not QOS. So there we go, one of your <laughs> finest moments. And another one, Hard Boiled Egg says, Valentine's night, Clyde on the tranny. Mark Wilson's all right, but DL is a. And you can finish that one <laughs> that on you. That was one of the previous Mrs. DLs I think who sent that one in Okay uh, Get your thoughts in please On artificial surfaces There are certain topics That I know everyone Has an opinion on And this is going to be One of them So give us a call Or send us a tweet This is because PFA Scotland today Has delivered a petition Signed by players From nine of the Top flight clubs The nine clubs Which have grass pitches uh, Asking for plastic pitches To be scrapped in the Ladbrokes Premiership Good idea or not You tell us Fraser Wishart joins us on the line um, Fraser Just ex- explain a little bit about What your um, PFA Have been doing And on behalf of the players Just give us a little bit of insight Yeah and I think that's one of the important parts Gordon uh, And good evening to everybody that's listening um, it's, it's about the players This is the players view And in 2013 The players participated in huge numbers In a survey with the SFA and, and ourselves 
to do with artificial pitches and uh, so they didn't like to play on them and then they were doing a pitch rating app over the last sort of uh, season 17-18 once again participated in big numbers and uh, they, they were critical of all types of pitches so we've been going around the 42 clubs in the early part of this season and uh, to, to a man they, they would like some changes to pitches now of course artificial gets the headlines but uh, in some conditions some places there's the grass pitches aren't so great as well, so it's about finding finding a balance and uh, finding a way forward for it. But clearly, the Premiership players, every single one of them has signed a petition, and uh, except for the three clubs of artificial, we felt that wasn't fair to ask them um, and to, to comment on it. But uh, it's quite clear there's a strong position from players across the 42, 42 clubs. So what would be the the reasons for the the dislike, if you if you like, of of artificial surfaces Because when we get calls in Fraser um, We talk about sometimes the spectacle The impact it has on the football From the players' perspective Do they have injury concerns? Is, is that what's behind all this? Well in terms of our, our um, position And the petition we've sent There was no mention of, of, of injuries and, and I've seen some people try and drag it in that direction And uh, no time has PFA Scotland Or the players claim there are more injuries On, on artificial surfaces I, I think first and foremost you know, believe it or not, players actually do care about Scottish football. They care pretty uh, passionately. Sorry, and this is a strong and powerful message. And I, I know it will be dismissed. I know that people just dismiss it and say they're dinosaurs, and that will be the phrase that's been used. But I think you, you dismiss it at, at, at your own peril because this is a strong position. These are the guys who are actually performing on the pitches. I don't play on it. You don't play on it. Directors don't play on it. Fans don't play on it. So I think we have to take into consideration the players' the players' views, and it's 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 all around. And certainly, recovery is one aspect of it uh, from the players, but they can go into that far more detail than I can because I don't play on it anymore. They talk about the way the ball bounces, the way the game goes, the running with the ball, the the, the surface turning, twisting, etc. But I think we have to listen to the players on that rather than me passing on that message. We, we're the conduit here. The message is from from the players that uh, whether it be grass, and and I'm, I'm happy to to discuss. Improving grass pitches, I think I've got better in the Premiership in the last couple of years. So, so yeah, all round, I think better surfaces lead to better football, at least a better product. It puts our game in a better light. Um, Fraser, would the players sympathise with the obvious reason that, that clubs do it is, is commercially? Isn't I mean, we know that. That, that. That's no secret. It's about trying to tap into that community aspect, perhaps save money on, on other facilities and, and use it as a money-making uh, revenue where, where perhaps money is tight. How do we get around that then? Well, it depends what your priority is. I mean, I, I, I think one of the clubs is on calling us all dinosaurs again tonight. You know, and it becomes a bit personal, a bit daft. And I think that at no time have we been personal to, to any, any particular football club, which I think is important because we understand that for some clubs, the community element is, is, is important. And I know that some clubs who, with artificials, have, have looked at going back to grass, maybe couldn't quite afford it, perhaps looking to... To, um, to, to do their community work elsewhere so, so clearly it, it depends what your priority is is it a priority the game on a Saturday and is it a priority getting a good pitch on a Saturday or is it a priority the, the, the community work and I, and I think that in, in essence is the, is the question so hopefully going forward we can have some adult dialogue and, and calling people dinosaurs and, and casting aspersions at the players I don't think helps I think we can certainly do um, get around the table and talk to everybody and try and find a way forward behind the scenes we had managers today Many a director, many a chief executive, many a club is, is of a similar view. So, really, what we've done is uh, the players want this. We do the club visits around the clubs towards the start of the season, go back again, and sometimes they just they'll sit. There'll be no questions. They'll listen to you talk about rules and regulations, etc. But I've never seen players so animated at, at the top level about, about a subject. You know, so 
Hopefully that would take into consideration and, and, and we can get some proper and uh, responsible and professional dialogue about it. Yeah, I mean, the defenders of the, the artificial pitches, Fraser, I'm sure would, and by the way, we, we might hear from them on the phones, uh, you know, they would probably say that, you know, these surfaces are, whatever, FIFA approved, UEFA approved. Um, so how do we... How, how, how do we go against that type of rhetoric? Well, listen, what we've got to do, I think, is lay, lay the cards on the table here that, uh, that the players don't want to do it. So if you want to dismiss that, then people will dismiss it. And, yeah. and uh, that, that's, that's, a, that's, that's one matter. I don't think that's a good way to go about it. But if you completely dismiss it, then fine. At least we see where, where people stand. But uh, this is the players' workplace. And I think we shouldn't really dismiss a player's view. They're the ones that actually have to play on it. You know, And... From that point of view, I think that uh, it's important that uh, people just speak responsibly and, and understand the other side's, other side's position. And uh, my view has always been, if, if, it's a, if an artificial pitch is better than a grass pitch, and in some cases that is still, because down the leagues the players actually acknowledge that there are circumstances where an artificial pitch is, is probably better than grass pitches. We've had problems with grass pitches this season. I gave me Elgin, it was, was postponed because of the state of it, so... So yeah, we have to improve the grass pitches as, as well. What the lower league guys are saying is, but they're down for years and years and years, you know, due to due to community use. And if it's community use, then fine, you can put your, you can put your hands up. But uh, um, I don't know if you can win the argument. There seems to be, and I, get, I understand you know, people who who defend the artificial pitches are quite touchy about it, and, and I get that, I get that. But hopefully we can get past that and sit down and have some proper dialogue and. and and uh, acknowledge the player's opinion and please respect the player's opinion. Don't just dismiss it. Yeah. What's next then, Fraser, in terms of how this becomes a rule? I don't I, I don't mean for you to get too bogged down in the decision making process, but ultimately these at some point the use of artificial pitches in the top flight, I imagine, was approved by, by the SPFL. So so what happens now to to, to make that change? Well, there's a lot that's, that's, uh, that, that can happen, Gordon, but I think the important thing is not to get bogged down in the, in the minutiae at the moment. I, I think one of the purposes of it all was our members wanted their opinion, I think, to be heard and to be, to be respected. And as I said before, um, some people will just dismiss it. I, I, think that's, I, think, I don't think that's respectful to the players themselves. You know, when you've got every single Premiership player from nine clubs saying that's a strong message, so let, let's acknowledge that. And let's go around the table and see if we can find a way forward. You know, this, this, I think acknowledging the players' opinions in the first instance is a, would, be, would be a good step. And we want to work with the clubs, with the managers. I think you'll find every manager today, and I think you'll find every manager tomorrow will be of a similar opinion. Now, they might dismiss that as well. Um, and I think the important part here is, rather than getting it personal and making it about PFA Scotland, which is what it always becomes, this is not about me. It's not my opinion. My, my opinion doesn't matter. This is about professional footballers caring about the game and want to find a way forward. Uh, great stuff, thank you to Fraser Wishart Chief Executive of PFA Scotland Just explaining a bit more about what's been happening today Let us know your thoughts on the phones 01419511025 You can also tweet at Clyde SSB John's in Proven Mill, what's your take on this John? How are you doing Gordon? Good thanks Hi Connell uh, I am listening to Fraser's point about the artificial Getting rid of it I'm a big uh, I'm a fan of it basically But I'm a big fan of summer football When is summer When are they going to wake up? And realise the grass is better, the conditions are better. I know people say, oh, but then, listen, 78% of the weather in the summer is good. So we've got to play in the summer in this country. You're going to attract bigger crowds. You're going to, I think you're going to spend more money, you know, and whatever. You're going to own a t shirt on, etc. Football's going to be better as, as, as a spectacle. 
I think we need to get some of the football yeah. John makes some, some decent points That's probably a discussion f- for another night Because you're on about you know trying to fit in with the UEFA calendar And when do we play it And in and, and line with other countries in Europe and so on So o- o- purely on the, the, the artificial argument That we're hearing today It's the players who don't like it Says yeah. Fraser Wisher Sh- Should that be listened to? I, I think without a doubt I think Fraser hit the nail on the head there It's the, it's the players' workplace Where they're going um, to ply their trade every week Now If you've got a few of them Piping up and saying Oh they don't like it Then Perhaps you could dismiss it When we're seeing the figures You know And, and we're led to believe it's 100% That's against it Then that speaks volumes And They're chatting about There'll be mixed Mixed opinions about it You know In terms of Recovery I've spoke to a few older players Who have played in it And they say Recovering from it is an absolute nightmare in terms of joints, what Daz was chatting about. But some of them will say, in terms of quality of the game, how the ball runs, which is true. And, you know, the players are there to do a job, but they want to entertain and they want to enjoy football as well. I've played in a few of them, and and a few of them in this league, and it isn't enjoyable, because you're right, you don't know the way the ball's bouncing, you you don't know the way the ball's running, checking and turning's totally different from grass. And I think that's important So when these guys are going there They know probably more than anybody About playing the game And how to entertain And how to enjoy it If they're saying it's it's no good for a game That should be enough For something to be done And Fraser's right What what can be done just now I'm not quite sure But I'm sure something Will have to be done Further down the line Because if you've got that volume Of, of players speaking up Then You know it, it, It'd be a travesty To ignore them um, so I'd like to see something done 100% of the players like to see something done But I'm not quite sure When it boils down to the guys The money men Maybe they'll well, just know I think that's right Mark I think it is down to finances For some clubs And they've got to have these pitches in So they can survive Now the big plus for it um, And you know I've spoken to a lot of coaches about this The education of younger players on it Is a lot better Developing their skills a lot lot better because sometimes you go to a grass pitch and we've all trained on them years gone by and they're so bumpy you can hardly control the ball. These pitches are now, they're, they're terrific pitches for that sort but, of... But what happens when the young players go to a grass pitch that the majority of the top league is? But you're still working on your it's technique, form. so they'll still have their technique and ability to go and control the ball and try and pass the ball correctly. I think they've got more opportunity of doing that. Mm. I think in the I think there's a place for it Outside our top league I think top league football Should be played in grass I've, I've got to be honest But you turn it on the summer Football as well right And see we get a good summer Which we get now and again You turn up at some of these pitches And they're so hard It's unbelievable to control a ball on um, But you're right Gordon It's all down to fixtures And, and you know Try to f- fix it in the calendar But I just think that in the top league I don't think we should have it John and Proven Mill What about the The, the spectacle Aspect of this Because um, I mean Fraser Wisher the, the PFA are obviously Coming from a player's Perspective They don't like Playing on it What about What about the game As a As a spectacle on it Basically Gordon That's what I'm saying Now I'll ask you guys A question Why do we have The artificial Basically what Gordon's saying Is people For money reasons It's mm-hmm. right So they can get Their game on But listen See the summer Gordon You're seeing as a spectacle, because you're going to you're going to attract more more uh, crowd to a midweek game and a nice summer's night, etc. You've got to 
better job and seeing the summer time you get a better chance of making a wish playing the surface. And I know what you're saying, some parts you go along to right and honestly it's, it's like a mud a mud part, it's like a cow field. But at the end of the day, we've got to concentrate on the summer I'm just I know we're jumping off a wee bit, but we've got to concentrate mm. on the summer football and getting the grass as flush as we can and give every kid and every professional player a chance to show their skills. But see like the now I know the night's all right, a great night at Celtic Park, different story. But what I'm saying is, seeing a summer's night, the chances are even like a, a, a smaller club, they can work on their, 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 their playing surface and you're going to attract. I know for a fact, right, if there's a game on a Wednesday night for talking sake and it's peeing a rain night, oh, I'm just going to patch up what you tell But see, it's a nice night, a lovely night. I'm going to go along there, spend a few quid. So... It's a spectacle. It's to bring the people, the putters into the entertainment, to bring them in to the show and watch the mm. football. But you don't want to go along when it's pouring rain or that sort. Yep, fair enough. That was John in Proven Mill. Thanks for your contribution. Uh, let's keep them coming. I'm interested to know. Summer football's probably f- for another day. Let's let's look at this potential banning of plastic pitches and whether you would be for it or not. At Clyde SSB, still looking for your Valentine's poems. Dex Dark says noses are red. As Daza well knows That belter of his Arrives first Wherever he goes (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for reading that (laughs) Building up to kick off uh, Ahead of Celtic Valencia We'll get the team news Next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here with me Gordon Duncan We are talking Celtic against Valencia We're talking plastic pitches That's something you can all get involved in It's a very divisive topic The PFA on behalf of the players today Calling for them to be scrapped In our top flight Do you agree or not? 0141-951-1025 Lewis McCafferty's on Twitter He says Celtic have a chance Can dog be a Paulista Rodrigo He lists some of the players Have been left at home It gives players and fans abuse But missing Tierney, Rogic and Benkovic Is nerving However, Brendan Rodgers Can get the best out of his players Uh, And on the Valentine's poems Gazzarino says Super scoreboard is great Gordon Duncan we should thank Mark Wilson's brand new DL is a pure (laughs) (laughs) You seem to be reading out the ones about me That is the beauty of being (laughs) on the side of the desk He should be top of the list I'll I'll guarantee he supports Celtic Uh, I don't know (laughs) He's a big wraith For (laughs) fun <laughs> I have no idea, but it doesn't matter. It was, it was great prose anyway. Oh, I liked it. Uh, okay. so keep, keep Let's them get a coming. couple about the mushrooming. <laughs> but you know, they are genuinely most about mostly about you. And but this one's t- this one's true because it shows you how much they remember everything we, we speak about. Mm-hmm. Roses are red, violets aren't pink. Daza uses too much links because his armpits stink. <laughs> <laughs> And this goes back to your, your, true. your I remember that I, That I, story I've still You gone. still collect them oh, oh, If yeah, anyone misses this This is because a, a couple of years ago It became known On the show That Gordon DL Reg you, what, what was your stock Of, of deodorant How many ca- tins Do you have it? Plus, yeah. you, so you had 70 cans Of deodorant at one time Yeah That's not right That is right Yeah Great deals That's not That's not okay <laughs> Tam two for one John's a Rangers fan On the line Your thoughts on plastic pitches John Hello, John. Is that John Paisley you're trying to talk to? Yes, the very one. Oh, I've been on here for that long, I don't even know what to do. I, right, I knew you, you would doing, hang gentlemen? on, John. How you doing, gentlemen? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. How, how's my mate Gordon? Are you alright, Gordon? Great, John, how are you? Not bad. Missed how's you, I missed you. Kick, uh, you keep sacking. 
He's still with you <laughs> Still hanging in there John <laughs> Unfortunately there, Unfortunately mate Right Plastic pitches Can I name two players To start with And I think there's going to be A third player Three players that I know of Right One Stephen McLean And Jason Naismith Right Both of them Can't play in Asheter Both I know that for a fact Both of them can't play in Asheter Why because of knee oh, injuries Yeah the, Because well, of knee injuries this is, a, this is a very good point Very good point that John raises Because when, when we asked Fraser about this He was saying Well do you know what That's not what this petition Is actually about The players are just saying They don't like them John, John raises a really good point Because mm-hmm. at the moment There's just A real lack of conclusive Scientific proof In fact I'll tell you what John hang on the line We'll hear from Ziggy Gordon Hamilton obviously play on one But he The defender says It's impossible to know the dangers Without proper research Um and Ziggy Gordon says he's happy with them for now. If a survey came out to determine that um, there's a higher risk or a, a lower risk of injury or of to health to players, then of course I think Hamilton Aki's, Kilmarnock and Livingston would appreciate that such information. But the th- fact of the matter is, there's no be there's not been any survey that's came out to determine whether there's higher or less risk of injury. And until that comes to fruition. I've got no opinion on the matter. You hear managers and players saying, oh, I can't play in that plastic pitch because my knees, my ankles. Mm-hmm. You play on it a lot, you train on it. Do mm-hmm. you find that there is a difference? I think, um, in terms of, I can only speak about myself and not other players, of course. Um, I've got no problems with it so far. However, maybe in 10, 15 years' time, I will. However, maybe in 10, 15 years' time, I'll have a, a problem with uh, the grass pitches. I've been playing in that um, my whole life, and fortunately for me, well, it's down to genetics or luck. I've not had any knee injuries. And I've actually had two MCL injuries, both happening on grass. What do you make of that, John? I understand what you're saying, right? And uh, he's a DCL. But I don't think see Jimmy Murphy, when he comes back, I don't think he'll play in the park either. And the clubs have been deprived. Their players, they're being deprived of players. I mean, Steve McLean is adamant he'll only play. I know Jason Naismith is the same. He can't play in Astroturf, right? And then I, I think Jamie Murphy, I heard that he said he said an ACL. It depends on how serious your ACL is, but why is there medical people telling these players not to play in AstroTurf? Mm. I, I, I honestly think in terms of recovery, um, in terms of Steve McLean, don't know about Jason Naismith so much, but... Uh, Steve McLean's uh, obviously older, isn't he? Steve McLean, and he, he's been in this top league. So I guess it's just the advice that's been taken. I know personally from playing in it, and the amount of knee injuries that I had That it did affect me personally I, I know what Ziggy Gordon's saying there But that's his opinion It did affect me The next day And probably up to about five days after I got a worse reaction from my knee Playing on that surface where it was so hard um, Different to turn on um, And my knee would swell up And you know I was left Can you train? So I'm just surmising that that's a problem With the guys John have mentioned and their managers would rather have them for perhaps a run of two or three games to come than miss those games, you know, rather than playing this an AstroTurf game and miss the rest. So that's all I can surmise. But I'm guessing it's just a personal thing. I, I'm wondering if a Scottish Cup final was had to be played in AstroTurf, would the players that, that miss it, would, you know, hmm. would they want to play in it then? If it was a really meaningful game or a game to keep them in the top division or such would a guy like Stephen McLean say no I want to play to help my team that's 
I think to be fair Part of this petition Gordon from PFA Scotland And, and I'm sure we can get Fraser to elaborate Another time I think there, there is going to be A push for, for more research Because it would be nice to know John in the line is Completely right There are players In our division right now Who don't play on it Yet We still don't have Any conclusive proof To say Yes Artificial pitches Increase your chance Of injury by X percent Or they will Shorten your career By whatever So We are Bit ill-informed really Not yeah, just us But everyone We're in the dark a little bit um, You're right Gordon There's no proof that you'll get a An injury A, a, a worse injury yeah. On the Do you think some pitches? have been done You know in, in the States And so on But again You're then comparing Different types of sport mm-hmm. Different types of, of movement Different types of impact so. Yeah but, but Mark I, I was a little bit different Aswith Turfs were just coming in When I was finishing Oh Mark, you had concrete With a carpet well, on top of it didn't And you? the old red ash Where you went And put the Vaseline on it And I hope that you could You wouldn't stick to the sheets so. Hang on <laughs> On, on tonight <laughs> On, on tonight of nights, I wish you hadn't mentioned <laughs> that Valentine's Elaborate No do not Please But don't get but, us taken off Mark, here. Mark was a Mark was a little bit um, further on in the fact that he's played on them. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have that, but I've trained on them, Gordon, and you do get a bit of a reaction, especially when you go older. We've got a Celtic team from Celtic Park, Alison Conroy. It's one change for Celtic for the Europa League at last 32 tie against Valencia tonight. In comes Emilio Izagiri in place of Johnny Hayes. So it will be Scott Bain in goal, a back four of Jeremy Tolia and Dedrick Bayata, Jozo Simonovic and Emilio Izagiri. Then it'll be Scott Brown and Callum McGregor. Then the midfield three of James Forrest, Ryan Christie and Scott Sinclair with Oliver Burke up top. On the bench for Celtic tonight, Gordon, Hayes, Edward, Lustig, Wea, Ayer and Johnson. There's that Celtic team, get your reaction into us. Paul's a Celtic fan in Mary Hill. What do you make of that team tonight, Paul? Strong enough? I think it's as strong as it could go last. I don't know. But, you know, it would be hard, you'd be hard pushed to, to change anything there. You know, with, with what you've got available, I think you'd be hard pushed to change anything. You, you know, at this level, you, you really need to have... Uh, a good bit of pace in your team at the front, which I think that, he, that he's, he's going with. I don't think you can leave Christian McGregor out of the team. The back four kind of picks itself this week. You know, there's, there's not much else you can do with the back four. Uh, Johnny Hayes, again, Johnny Hayes for Isa Gary. Isa Gary's a tried and tested fullback. His best days are behind him, but he's a tried and tested fullback. So I think, I don't know what else. I would be surprised if people come out and saying, other, other players should be in the yeah. team you know? Yeah I mean listen I don't think any Many Any surprises in the team Well we said it yeah. We said it at Five past six tonight Gordon that, Well Mark and I both Expected that um, Izagiri would play Only because of the fact Johnny Hayes done nothing wrong He had a very good game Against St Johnson This is different opposition And I think you've got to play The guy who knows How to play the position With the experience Just because time's Getting away from us Slightly Paul I know you had a point About the pitches as well So on you go Aye, I mean, see when, Gordon, when you first mentioned uh, Fraser's results 100%, I was kind of shocked and then I thought back and Gordon Dale will understand this much, maybe a wee bit young, but see if you'd have had a survey 30 years ago and you'd have said to professional players, would you rather play at Rugby Park or Fur Hill or Clifton Hill? 100% would have said they'd have played at Rugby Park. I mean, the surface was so far ahead of most other surfaces in the, uh, in the top end of the Scottish game. So people just want to play in the best pitches. They just want to play in the best that's mm. available to them, and uh, but I think that my I think that my concern here is this: every academy and every local authority is trying to build as many synthetic pitches as they can. For an academy perspective, it's the point that Gordon makes about player development. But we're going to have a situation in ten years' time where most players 
playing at the high end of the game would have played the majority of their football as a youngster on synthetic pitches. So, you know, I think you'll maybe find a difference in attitude as, as that goes on. Because that's not going to change. Your weather dictates that we're going to need synthetic pitches. Local authorities, it makes absolute sense for them financially. For And, and as Gordon says, for academies, it makes absolute sense in terms of player development because you can get them on there and, and on all weather. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem to be affecting the Scandinavians or the Russians in any particularly poor way, it would appear to me. So I think they're here to stay. I think the other thing I would say is you get what you pay for. If you look at, ironically, if you look at the surfaces in the Premier League, the actually focus surface in the first division are much better surface than any, any of them. There's a lot of technical detail in here, and unfortunately for me, some of the clubs at the, the, the higher end hardly looked into them enough in terms of selection yeah. of pitch. Some good points really well made by Paul in Maryhill. Sorry, I'm going to have to leave it there, Paul. We're running a bit late for this. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Paul made some really good points there, so maybe we can pick up on that a bit later on. But before then, beat the pundit time. Your chance to play against Mark Wilson or Gordon DL. Show off your football knowledge and potentially win yourself a signed ball. 01419511025. Do it quickly. You only have until the news at 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here with one hour to go Until kick-off between Celtic and Valencia We're going to continue the build-up And we're going to continue the discussion into Artificial Pitches News today That the players of the nine clubs who don't have one Are petitioning to get them banned from our top flight What do you think? Tell us after this With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Beat the pundit time The chance for you to get one over on the pundits And win a signed ball Tonight's contestant is James from Scotston He's either going to be up against Mark Wilson Or Gordon the L once I toss the coin Let's see if we can catch up with James Do you fancy your chances tonight James? Yeah did you phone because it was a Thursday night? Everyone always seems to think this is the James easiest did night. Say, yep, there. Yeah, he did. Simple as that. Yep. <laughs> I, no problem. I can, hear, I can hear he's fine and well. Good stuff. Have you ever played before, James? Played football? No, played Beat the Pundit before. No, <laughs> no, I hardly listen to Radio Clyde, but I listened to it last night, so um, I, I know how. I know I get asked five or six questions. Exactly. Let's see. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> no, sure. no. I can't describe it any better than that. So. Heads, uh, you're going to play Mark Wilson. Tails, you will play Gordon Dale. If you two lose to a guy who's never heard this before, <laughs> doesn't know how it goes, you'll never live this down. Heads, it's Mark. Tails, it's Gordon. Brilliant, it's Tails Gordon DL Against James So here's what happens James I give Gordon DL Some loud Clyde 2 music In his ear So that he doesn't know Mm. What you're saying So let me do that Right Right. Gordon I'm playing there Yep So um, I'll get the clock ready Here's the deal You've got 30 seconds Answer as many questions As you can You can pass And move on to the next one Okay And come back to it Uh, No We'll just go through As many as we can Right Good man Right your time Starts no Walter Smith played for Dundee United And which other Scottish team? Uh, Celtic last faced Valencia in 2001 Who scored the winner for Celtic? Henrik Larson In what year did Kieran Tierney make his debut? Uh, 2000 
13 Which English team did Craig Moore play for Between his two stints at Ibrox? Which, say that again, sorry Which English team did Craig Moore play for Between his two stints at Ibrox? Uh, uh, Middlesbrough Okay, that's the time up Let me bring Gordon DL back Right, come on now Honestly, James has never played before But he was flying I, know, he was absolutely flying. I can see Mushroom right. Same set of questions to you, yes? Yeah Walter Smith played for Dundee United And which other Scottish team? United some run. No idea. Celtic last faced Valencia in 2001 Who scored the winner for Celtic? Larson In what year did Kieran Tierney make his first team debut? Year uh, 14 <laughs> Which English team did Craig Moore play for Between his two stints at Ibrox? Middlesbrough Which current championship side knocked Celtic out of the 99-2000 Scottish Cup? Pass Who <laughs> James, you've you've held the competition. James, how do you think you've done? Well, I'm glad uh, Gordon said Middlesbrough, no, because that was a complete guess. So I don't know if Bethes are lying or right. Well, I think James is going to be a pundit on here next week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find it's out. Not a bad one, yeah. First question: Walter Smith played for Dundee United, and which other Scottish team? It was Dumbarton. So none of you got that oh, right. So it's nil nil. On to the next one: Celtic faced Valencia in 2001. Who scored the winner for Celtic? Um, Valencia won on penalties, remember, but it was Henrik Larsson. So James got that right, and you got it right as well. One all. In what year did Kieran Tierney make his first team debut? You were both close, but you were both wrong. It's 2015. It was oh, Inverness. This is a great game, James. This is an interesting one. You both said that Craig Moore played for Middlesbrough between his two stints at Ibrox. So you would imagine you've both got it right because no, how on earth could wrong. you have plucked that of all the clubs in England? You're both wrong, unbelievably. It's Crystal <laughs> Palace. So I don't know what went on there. Um, Gordon, think about this. Which championship side knocked Celtic out of the 99-2000 Scottish Cup? Famous, a famous victory. Right, you're asking me Inverness. Inverness. Oh. There we go. Uh, and James, you didn't get that far, so it was one all. Which <laughs> <laughs> You can have it James I'll tell you now James I just want to wind up Gordon Deal a little bit more For drawing with someone Who had never heard this Until last night So Gordon Uh, how do you feel? I feel good that I'm still in the game Right James To answer your question Here is what happens now I've got a tiebreaker question So I'm going to ask the question I will get Gordon Deal To write his answer down And I'll then tell you To give me your attempt Okay Right, Good man, Gordon the question And uh, James the question is this Ross County got relegated last season On how many points? Ross County were relegated last season How many points did they end up with? Gordon write it down and show me your answer please Let's see it I really need to be able to see it Okay um, James what would your guess be? 13 oh, James has gone 13 Gordon DL has gone 16 The answer and I'm heartbroken this Valentine's Day is 29, oh. which means Gordon oh, DL. <laughs> I'm just battered you there, James. James, we were, all rooting, we were all rooting for you. Hard lines, give it a go again sometime. Now that you know what's what's happening. June, that was one of the hardest games I've had. He's a battered Roger Hanna's conqueror last week. I just loved the introduction. Just didn't know what was happening and and almost beat you. I want to know how that makes you feel. A win's a win. Almost a banana skin. However, a serious lesson the power of Beat the Pundit. James has never heard it before, but he heard it last night and thought, I want a bit of that. Oh, come on. You should have known Inverness. Why would we. You've got to sometimes think, why would we ask you who put Celtic out of the cup 19 years ago? Come on. 
What was the other one That I was disappointed in you with <laughs> Right Gordon James is intro <laughs> Only listen a few times never, Don't know much about never football never listened Until last night <laughs> I tell you uh, uh, Who's, who's the, put him up to phoning in I think you phoned the wrong show <laughs> Bro, you're laughing at it. I almost beat you so. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, right, 01419511025 Usually it's you two that produce the madness and beat the pundit But that was that was great uh, We're still looking for your Valentine's poetry as well um, Robert's obviously single Because he says Roses are red, violets are blue Bucky costs less than dinner for two <laughs> So there we go Other tonic wines are available, by the way But um, there we go That's a bit of an insight into Robert's plans this evening What about you You got, you got any Any romantic <laughs> plans tonight After the show <laughs> I'm getting Pellers for John Higgins <laughs> <laughs> No No wonder uh, No wonder uh, How can you draw way, a one I watched him against guy. Dominic Dale last night And they could only beat him 4-2 <laughs> I'd wipe the flare with him So is that you Avoiding my question As to what, what, what romantic Do you have any romantic <laughs> plans tonight Signing my divorce papers <laughs> Oh alright That's not the answer I was expecting uh, Oh god oh, like, Move on like, Gordon like, seriously on. Yeah oh, oh. Yeah that is that one Did you just say that Yeah Get that one no. We're going to extend the show Yeah, yeah Right yeah. okay Phone on anybody Any somebody, advice somebody, For Gordon's yeah. marriage Somebody just phone in about Anything to do with football And take us away from this Because oh, it's uh, My goodness It's, my goodness. it's descending um, uh, James started it for once I mean Great Great uh, intro from him Oh it was good wasn't it um, What about the, the Sort of A bit more of A, a detailed look tonight at, at tonight's game We've heard that Celtic team No surprises Izagiri plays it At left back That was the only Slight question mark Um what does Celtic need to do? How do they, how do they approach this? This has been the age-old debate with Celtic mm. in Europe. You know, can they play the same way yeah. as they do domestically? I, I, well, that is going to be the challenge. Um, I can't remember. Was it David earlier on that came on and says, "Oh, that's a problem. Celtic don't get a challenge at home, so they're ill prepared for European football." But I have to disagree with that. I mean, Celtic have had plenty of challenges this season where they've lost games on the road, um, and it's not been plain sailing for them. However, they've come into a good run of form. And again, then people go, well, they're not really playing anybody. But again, that's a false argument because they've had to go out there and perform well and win with new signings coming into the team. So I think they just take on from what they've done the past five weeks. You know, the the seven games that they've had, the way they've attacked um, has been very good. The new players have come in and impressed. And the way they've defended also. I mean, I get a wee bit of stick last week for not sticking up for the defence, but... I think they've had fairly quiet time But what they've had to do They've done well And in their goalie He may not have pulled off Save after save every game But when he's been called upon He's done the job And he's played with composure With the ball at his feet All that's going to be needed tonight It's going to be a very different game Against a top team Because You don't sit 8th In La Liga uh, And you're a bad team And I know people will go off Well They're not the Valencia what, early 2000s was it 2001 well, Valencia got to the final I'm just going, They're not that team yeah, But they're to, still decent They're still well, more than decent They're still very good point here Mark and Gordon uh, Was on the show on Tuesday night with us We had the lad Cartledge I can't remember his first name David David David, David, David <laughs> <laughs> We had him on the programme And he knows Valencia very well And the surprising thing That I picked up was if He said that The atmosphere At Celtic Park May cause this team problems so it'd be interesting to see if Celtic could get an early goal tonight to see how they respond to that. Mm. I think also see with Oli Burke playing up front. 
think they've got someone different Now Edward, good player But Burke is that physical and strong That I think he can He can bump into players Knock players off um, What I've seen him He can take it in as well And pop it off one touch as well So he's been impressive in that role But then you've got the other side of him If Valencia do come up high He, he can run in behind And he can carry ball So they've got a real threat in the middle there um, And it's just about the guy supplying them. Uh, with the ammo Forrest and Sinclair and, and Christie just behind him a big miss I think for Celtic tonight and people think I'm going to say Tierney which he has a big miss but Benkovic I think Benkovic on this stage I think he's he's a real class actor a defender and with him not there I think that's a weak link that Valencia will look to expose Really? I do I do think so I think he's he's been Celtic's best central defender since he's come in I've said I think he's actually made Boyata better Playing beside him um, And I think with him out the side That's a concern Because I always think there's mistakes in the mm. others When he's not around Right, the other big story tonight Is the plastic pitches So PFA Scotland have delivered a petition On behalf of the players Calling for the artificial pitches To be scrapped in our top flight 01419511025 Are you for or against that idea? Let's speak to Adam and Hamilton What do you make of it, Adam? Hi, how you doing? Alright Yeah, good, thanks Good. Um, no, when it was, I can understand why the players want it scrapped, but the least of it, no disrespect, the lesser teams, the Motherwells, the Camargos, all these places that are Hamilton, they're trying to, they're trying to bring the youth in, and it's a, it's the only way that they can get the games going and and keep things up up to a, a good standard. And this, what I think is, the government should be stepping in and putting money in. To the grassroots and stop all of this. We've, we're not doing anything else for the clubs. We're, we're just concentrating on the the bigger ones at the end of the day. Yeah, this depends probably. This is, seems like a separation between grassroots football and, and in top flight. The story today is that the PFA and the, the players don't want to play in the top flight. Adam listed off a couple of teams and um, I'm sure you'll forgive me for, for picking this one out but I'm, I'm sure Motherwell are a good example of this Gordon because you're not going back too long to find what was undeniably the worst pitch in the league when you see footage from, from that era it's you know covered in sand lumpy and bumpy and I think the last time they did the survey it was rated the top pitch in the Premiership everyone would agree Motherwell's pitch is magnificent yeah. so they're not a, a rich club They're not awash with, with millions So are they the the counter to, to the argument About it being all about finances? Yeah you can You can have two uh, two sides to it Gordon You're right Motherwell's pitch was terrible Absolutely terrible But now it's like a bowling green They've got youth coming through their system as well um, You know it's just a bit of work on it But it's all down to clubs Like say Hamilton, Kilmarnock And teams like Livingston They'll, they'll argue the fact that to keep their club going and keep it going the way it is, then this plastic pitch is valuable to them. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's financially valuable to them. They've got to have it. Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm, I couldn't really disagree with that. I'm, I'm sure that is the case. But but Fraser's point was when we had them earlier was then it's about the players. The, no, the, the priorities of of that club because to use them to Motherwell or St Mirren, and I'm, I'm picking other similar Sunday, sized yeah. clubs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they would also benefit fi- financially by, by doing that But they don't Yeah, you look at St Johnson as well You look at what St Johnson take in for a crowd You know, They're all pretty similar But St Johnson not get a, a very good home crowd 
But again, they've struck with You're totally right with Motherwell How they've transformed I played in that Motherwell pitch Where I remember going on And they painted bits of green Because it was a TV game You know, to paint over the sand And it was horrendous to play in You're totally right But they prioritised it was, It was better for the club To have a decent playing surface And it gave their players The better chance of performing Try to get a higher league position Which entail brings more money More success And you've got to say It's worked When you look at Motherwell how they've performed in previous years, previous season, with their cup runs and, and things, the way they're playing just now, the players that they've produced, that's came from the grass pitch and where they train, the training grass as well. So you're totally right. I, I think there's an element of <clears throat> a fairness in it as well. You can't turn around and say, oh, well, we can't survive with it, this astral pitch. You've got the same kind of budget, the same kind of crowd coming in. You know, Kelly, Motherwell, St. Johnson, Dundee, all kind of the same. So sure there's, there's got to be There's got to be Well I think there should be Something comes in And says that It should be grass Because I think it's unfair In clubs like Motherwell And stuff like that Putting the money into a pitch When others are No We need an astral pitch Adam you mentioned the government I think there was a story in Holland um, The snow, the rain, the sleep Whatever it is They're also coming home with injuries If anybody's ever played on it You can imagine They're going to slide tackles And doing what every other player does well, I mean, that's because back to that trying to get the proof of, of injuries, so whether it's superficial things, scratches, and uh, it's probably different from, from serious. Yeah. What I was about to say to Adam was remember the story in Holland, I think it was the top clubs, the European clubs were given some of, the, some of that money yeah. to, to improve the pitches and the rest of the, the league. I, I don't know what it is, I, I just can't see that catching on here. No, no, because if you look at, for instance, Hamilton Kilmarnock, Motherwell are in the same boat, really. Financially, they're not a great difference here. And Motherwell's, um, you know, getting their way through the seasons with their grass pitches. I just think there's a place for it somewhere, Gordon. But I've always said I don't think there's a place for it in the top league. Um, <clears throat> that is the biggest problem. And the, and now you've got the players. And Fraser Wishart's only on here saying this is what the players saying. Mm. It's it's not Fraser Wishart, the PFA. It's the players that are saying we don't like playing on these. Pitches. We always like to hear both sides of the argument. Livingston manager Gary Holt says everyone who's bad mouthing plastic pitches, you're only looking for an excuse. We'll hear those comments and get the full time teaser up and running next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Who would you rather spend Valentine's Day with than Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson? Don't answer that question. We're on Twitter looking for your poetry tonight. Patrick says, Violets are blue and roses are red. Diel bought a card for his favourite sunbed. There we go. <laughs> you do look a bit bronze Couldn't, couldn't argue with that <laughs> Have you been partaking recently? No Spray tans he gets He doesn't <laughs> go on sunbeds On the back of tonight's Lucky victory Sammy says Roses are red Violets are blue Mark is rubbish at beat the pundit And Daza is too There we go So How was he having a go at me? How was it was rubbish tonight? I've got so many victories under my belt It's incredible now Yeah it wasn't a classic tonight Let's move on to the full time teaser That's when you send the questions to us And we try and catch the pundits out Always a good one So get your questions over to us Full time at Clyde1.com Full time at Clyde1.com This one's come all the way from Perth And the one that's even further Mm -hmm. Australia So thanks to Sean for sending the question in We're looking for the last 10 players Who won the Scottish Top Flight Player of the Year Whilst playing for the club which brought them through their youth setup. Okay. 
And by the way This can apply to the The PFA Player of the Year Or the Football Writers one So we're just looking for the last 10 players Who won a Scottish Top Flight Player of the Year For the club Which brought them through their their academy Barry Ferguson must be one Barry Ferguson Is one Yes, well done Good start Sean Maloney Yes Eddie McGeady Yes Um. That's 3 of 10 That's an excellent start You've not even given me a wrong guess yet I've got plenty of time for that Don't worry Uh, Get James back on Okay you can play along with us on Twitter At Clyde SSB (laughs) (laughs) Every night it's an absolute guarantee That you will get the answers before they do So we're looking for the last 10 players Who won a Scottish Top Flight Player of the Year award Whilst playing for the club Which brought them through their youth setup. So like Aidan McGeady He came through at Celtic And won it for Celtic Same with Sean Maloney Barry Ferguson did the same at Rangers on two occasions So we'll try and get the rest of the answers next Uh, James is in Ridry What's your point tonight James? Public say (laughs) <laughs> James, James, James I, I have rarely went off a collar so quickly It's a different James Who is right. Yeah, but anyway He's right, Paul makes the You were talking about the finances In the game for the The, the clubs with the AstroTurf parts Whatever they like to call them The 4Gs, 3Gs Yes now, they made a lot of money with Celtic thinking for the Champions League, didn't they? What did they do with that money? Kilmarnock have been in the Premiership for years, so the Hamilton. Mm. Yeah, I'm living through the equation. But they too, what did they do? They don't budget for that money. Celtic won. Listen, it's, what did they, what did I take, they do I with take that? it. It's I take fair. it. They spend it on whatever the upkeep, Yeah, the upkeep of our. The playing squad Rather than What it used pitches, to be yeah. I think I'm right in saying this Someone can, can no doubt correct me it, it used to be that That money kind of Had to be set aside for For youth development But I don't think That is the case anymore no. It just goes Sort of into the budget So James is Is right in that respect I'm trying to think To the, the other side Of that argument Could you Could you dictate to teams This is what you You have to spend That money but on The big argument is Just now for VAR Isn't it So mm. I mean Would that be Dictated to more than a getting rid of the pitches. Who knows? It, but oh. it's, a, it's a bit unfair. James, there's a question. What would you rather have, VAR in the top league or grass pitches across the top I league? The, I think the pitches are more important, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. You want to see a good product on the park. Mm. So, I would say so. Yep. Yeah. Someone tweeted this earlier, and for, forgive me, you'll know who you are. I lost the tweet. How big a part do you think it can play <laughs> in terms of attracting players? Would a player be put off going to a club? Because of an artificial surface Would they be put off Going to a league Which had so many fixtures On an artificial surface Me personally yeah I really? think if it was that Well you hold on on injuries And Well no uh, See that's a difficult question Because The 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 teams that have got up Just now in our top league Levy, Kelly, Hamilton The level Not being disrespectful But the level of player They're probably attracting Wouldn't Perhaps have Loads of different clubs Could they, you they really could. include Kilmarnock in that At the moment The way they're going Well no. I mean for instance Someone like Yusuf Malumbu Who had played in the English Premier League It didn't put him off didn't coming him But off. It, it may do to others I don't know I, I would say If there was a team If they were similar Say in the similar Same league Similar budget Similar fan base If you like One had an artificial pitch One didn't I think that would be enough to I tip think it. I my personal opinion would be that would be enough to tip it. Um 
I just think players uh, You know Fraser was right The players have voted Players like playing on grass pitches They mm. they enjoy it better I think fans enjoy watching it as well There is a better product So if it's about enjoying your workplace Feeling safe If you want to go down the injury road Then my opinion is it, They'd pick the grass But I know there's no evidence I know Gordon But in terms of Like I said mm. about recovery So I would know your own I would know that body. if I'm playing every second week on an artificial pitch, then it, it wouldn't be good for me. So I would choose the grass. James, we're, as Mark says, we're no closer to knowing for sure about the impact of injuries. What about the impact on the standard of the football? Because people may say, well, do you know what? We've got some terrible grass pitches up here and, and they're bad for the standard as well. That's why Fraser's talking about improving all surfaces. C- can, you, can you still get good games on artificial surfaces as far as you're concerned, James? I played in a couple of the ones in Greenfield were no bad that was a 4G park mm-hmm. but it's the bounce of the ball and plus the fact when you're well if you play as a centre half and you get up for the ball he did it coming back doing you feel a bit of pain in your knees you've been an old guy I feel a lot of pain mm-hmm. <laughs> Gordon as part of Fraser's you know, survey with the players he made it quite clear it, was, it wasn't all about injuries what about the impact on on, on the game on the way the game plays on the, on the way it flows is is there a detrimental impact for you? Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, there's uh, the, the the bounce of the ball. Um, you know, playing on it when it's um, very wet, Gordon, um, is very hard to do as well. Sometimes, so there's all different aspects of conditions on it. I know that you can argue that it's the same with, with grass pitches, but I think you've got a better chance with a grass pitch. Um, I I still think there's a place for it. But my only opinion is It shouldn't be in our top league But I still think there's a place see, somewhere else. See when you're saying that When there's a place for it Surely if the lower league clubs have it Say a championship club has it And they get promoted It's a whole lot of expense To rip that up and put down a grass pitch When they come up I mean this takes, us, know, this takes us back to Remember it used to be 10,000 seaters Having said that though I mean if, if if those are the entry requirements To a top league then and so be it. I, I don't know. Well, when when I when going back in same sort of scenario, Mark, when I was at Air, I, we could not get promoted because we didn't have the stadium criteria. Now, whether it's a case of the lower leagues getting it, and when they come in, they've got you know a bit of financial help or it's a year or whatever. But it's the fact that players are now coming out, Gordon. We want the best for our game. We want the best entertainment because it does cost a lot of money mm. for the normal fan to go along to a game. So we've got to look after him as well. Look at your input on this. This is some, some interesting stuff from Gary Holt. He says everyone uses artificial surfaces as an excuse when things aren't going their way. He says there are no issues with the pitches at all and people are being hypocritical in calling for them to be banned. I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. That's me being polite. It keeps getting talked about. Time and time again But it's an excuse and People look for excuses all the time When things are not going their way I win the game I lose the game at home I never blame the pitch If I'm going to lose away from home I never blame the pitch It's, it's part and parcel of the game It's got a goal at either end Get on with it Simple as that FIFA have declared that it's official You can use them So who's to say we can't use it Simple as that So I'd rather it get put to bed And we're concentrating the, the actual 11 guys Playing against each other Rather than worrying about the, the surface I think there's more things and important things in Scottish football we can be worried about and try to implement rather than worried about the plastic pitches. All I hear is, is people moaning on radios and phone-ins and blogs and forums that there's not enough grassroots pitches, there's not enough astro for kids, there's not enough facilities, the grass pitches are a disgrace, they're flooded, they're iced. We well, can't have it both ways. 
can't ask for councils and communities and SFAs to put in plastic pitches for kids to train mm-hmm. on, yet they can't play them when it gets to professional level, when it's allowed. But as I said, it's an excuse, mm-hmm. and people will always look for excuses when things aren't going their way. Two things that jump out. We'll get to the excuse part in a minute. The other point goes back to what you were saying, and in, in it's hard to argue There is a clamour We keep hearing We need more artificial pitches We need more places For our kids to play In the winter Come on Council get get your finger out Government get your finger out Scottish FA What are you doing about it So we're saying Right let's get as many Plastic pitches as possible But just not in the top league Can you see why In Gary Holt's mind That's a bit of a Like a problem Or a contradiction Well just before Mark answers I'm just sitting there Thinking you know The, the, the argument I remember um, Brendan Rodgers not being happy with a grass pitch at Tynecastle because of the length of it. You know, so Gary Colt's only sticking up for his own club there. Um, that's what they do. They train on it. They play on it. They're very successful on it. And the fact if they can keep themselves in the league, it'll be put down as a successful season. Um, he he works day in, day out in it. So he's obviously happy. He's no complaints. I don't know about people will come out and use it as an excuse. When, when Scottish football was in its pomp, I'm talking in Daz's day, you Oof. know, or, or before, in no minds, there wasn't any artificial pitches there, but there was probably a worse surface. There was ash pitches and gravel and whatever the players had to play on. Oh, the kids, uh, you mean? The kids. Yeah. And they came through. Yeah, you don't see it, you didn't see them playing in ash pitches or gravel or concrete when they got to the professional side of it. They were all quality mm-hmm. players who went to the World Cup. So this clamour for AstroTurf pitches and we need to get more of them and what we're we going to do when they become professional in the top league. I think it's not nil and void. You know, grass is what the top players in the world play on. We show our kids games, great games, our, our top league, most of them, on, on grass. English Premiership, European games, all on grass. And they try and learn from that. But there should be a way that they can still apply their trade but when it comes to the elite level, they should be able to make the transition to grass and playing grass at a professional level. This today is all about the players. This is the mm. these are the players. They don't want to play on it. So, you know, we're saying we should, you know we should listen to the players. But aside from that, if we are trying to to market the game, is is that a problem? Because some of them are all right, but I, th- I think most most would agree that they just don't look good mm. on TV. Right. I think you you know the, the the odd one does when it's brand new sometimes. If it keeps that sort of, you know, the green colour all the way across and the the the, the black rubber balls are not mm. too visible, it can look yeah. okay. Most of the time, though, when it pops up on your big fancy HD TV, you just think, oh, that's not great. No, it looks, it does look horrendous. And here's the thing: there's, you know, there's a game on in the background. You know, Arsenal beat Borisov. The pitch isn't perfect, not perfect at all because <laughs> that's it's, an understatement. It's horrific. It's horrific, but it's still entertaining. It's still good. These players can still. Um, do the job in it um, So there's no problem The thing is Again we, we, what Gary was saying there I wonder how many games or, or if he was involved in a lot of games On on the AstroTurf pitches Now I know he was involved Bringing it to Falkirk And putting it down when he was a manager mm-hmm. But the argument is The players just now In our top league Have got the guarantee and says We don't want to play in it I think slightly different managers Who manage clubs Who've got finances yeah. to deal with But they've not actually Really playing it themselves I know it's their players 
they might like the product But the players themselves Smithy asked a, play a very good question though. Smithy says And I don't know how he knows this He says The mushroom has got artificial grass in his garden Does he get injured taking the bin out? <laughs> I certainly do Smithy <laughs> Yes I do Wow yeah. I would watch yeah. Smithy's bin uh, You know the Smithy's reason right? looking over your face <laughs> You know, uh, you know they, that This is a true story The reason I got that Was because I had two dogs at the time And when you let the dogs out the back garden To do their business In the grass It's particularly hard to Clean that up Uh huh who on an astro, dogs out? On an astro pitch <laughs> <laughs> On an astro grass Easier There you go There's a wee tip Anyone with dogs Anyway Smithy's clearly been Looking over your face I, I don't know how I you know. Well, Maybe you've mentioned it before maybe. I think you have I don't know Alec is on the line Final thoughts ahead of Tonight's game Alec Hi lads That's me just uh, just about again I'm just outside the stadium now. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at 2-0 Tonight And it's not just because I'm being overconfident of her we all know what like a European night is at Celtic Park and this isn't going to be any different. If Celtic play the way we play and I know it was against at Johnson on Saturday which is a completely different game but we are lightning quick going forward. So we are so... I'm glad that Isagheri's back in and at left back and I'm, I'm looking forward to a, to a good attacking game tonight. Um, like 2-0 says Alec. Not not to say that he'll be wrong at all, but when you look at some of Valencia's results in the Champions League, Mark, yeah. I mean they've 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 survived yeah. better results than that on the road. It's not always that simple, but it just shows you the the size of the task. Yeah, I was having a look at their previous results um, in the Champions League. Now, beat Man United. I know that was at home. Um, I think they drew them, did they? Old Trafford um, only lost one 0 away to Juve. We <laughs> you know how good Juventus are. So it's not. I don't think it's going to be as simple as people think. I think people are thinking. Valencia Because they were A superpower in Europe In the early 2000s And they've died away That they may not be as good As As what they were Definitely not as good as what they were Still a very very good side So uh, I think it's going to be a tough game Brendan Rodgers I think Would be delighted with Just a one goal Victory um, Where he gets that I think he'll be delighted with a clean sheet I think that's an important thing for them Especially when Like I say You've got Tierney And Benkovic out That's that's your that's your left side Your defence out And replace with Understudies if you like So I think if he gets out With a clean sheet Brendan Rodgers will be delighted But Alex right, Going forward Celtic are, are Very very good just now But again they're coming up Against a different level Defensively also Who's going to be the main man Tonight Alec? Well, I think it's going to be Oliver Buck The guy is I don't even know how he's in. Teammates can keep up with him. When you watch him in real play, I don't know like it is in the telly, but when you're watching it inside the stadium, the guy is just, he's lightning. And he's, like I say, his teammates do well to keep up with him to get, when he gets the ball into the box. Yeah. Well, we are 20 minutes away from kickoff, so we'll find out those answers very soon. What about another type of answer I'm looking for from you? The full time teaser. It? Sean in Australia sent it in. Full time at Clyde1.com is where he sent it. We're looking for the last 10 players who won a Scottish, a Scottish Top Flight Player of the Year award whilst playing for the club that brought them through. So, Aidan McGeady, Sean Maloney, Barry Ferguson. And reluctantly I'll give you Paul McSteen Has Morris Malpass Too far back Dundee United Yes Good answer Morris He's on Malpass. it He's on it Yeah I didn't know uh, remember, Charlie Mulgrew Remember this can be A writer's award Or a PFA Or both Oh right I don't know why You're acting like That's a shock Because it was the writers That Morris Malpass won Was it Yeah, yeah. Oh, So it's back to Malpass Charlie Mulgrew Yes Which is an interesting one Because he left Celtic Didn't yeah, he And then came yeah. back But still technically Well right. done Mark Right, you've, only got, you've only got one, two, four. three, four to get. We'll try and get them next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 15 minutes from kickoff at Celtic Park between Celtic and Valencia. So we're going to continue building up to that. And we're also looking at today's big story regarding the potential banning of artificial pitches from the top flight. Let me just remind you of the Celtic team tonight. Bain and goal, a back four of Tolian, Boyata, Suminovic on his 100th Celtic appearance. And Izagiri, Brown and McGregor, the holding midfielders. Then Forrest, Christie and Sinclair behind Ollie Burke on the bench. Craig Gordon, Johnny Hayes, Odson, Eduard, Mikael Lustig, Timothy Weir, Christopher Ayer and Mikey Johnson. Um, as for Valencia, Nato and goal, uh, Latore, Diakabi, Garay and Piccini at the back. Um, Barrigan, who else is in midfield? Parejo, Kondogbia and Vas, uh, Chirishev up front alongside Pozuelo. So, um, relatively strong looking Valencia. That was a relatively could you, could strong get, pronunciation. Did you get mushroom to read that too? Absolutely. <laughs> that no was chance. magnificent there, He's Gordon. still not recovered from Big Rea Mana. So Big Rea Mana. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm not um, ready for that. He would have been Oh you, you missed the teaser on Tuesday It was players hmm. Who had played for Celtic or Rangers With man in their name <laughs> Right And Roger said Big Ray Amana But he hadn't played for Rangers He was at Rangers But he didn't play Ah so right okay We were thinking about you oh, Thanks Tonight's question is this The last 10 players Who won a Scottish Top Flight Player of the Year award Whilst playing for the club Which brought them through Their youth setup. For instance Charlie Mulgrew Aidan McGeady Sean Maloney Barry Ferguson Morris Malpass Paul McStay I think you're going to get them quite easily So I'll take one more name Paul each Hegarty. At the moment Paul Hegarty No You're just out with the time frame I think Mark Wilson Jim Bet. Oh No I'll take one more each Alan then. McLeish Yes Jim Bet. What a shit The 89 season Willie Miller No that's, that's before Jim Bet. Is yeah. that Willie Miller? Yes Willie Miller's one <laughs> But you've only got two to get So I, I've got plenty of faith in you That you're going to get them Before the end of the show So hold on to them Let's speak to Rory Who is in Fife Hi Rory Hi hey, evening panel How are we all doing? Yeah good thank you Good stuff um, The reason I'm calling up is it's Again it's about the artificial pitches I was on uh, a few months ago When we had the um, article about um, Non-league and junior football And it really astonished me to think that players would actually forget their grassroots football and where they actually came from. The vast majority of the guys have played in, in the kind of junior leagues when they were younger and the, the kind of non-league fixtures. And it kind of, it makes me think that the horizon is broadening between the pyramid structure that's in place that, you know, the SFA brought out to encourage clubs to take that step up and say, you know what, we want to go into division football the pipe dream is, yep, we want to go into the top leagues. And then we've got the top league players who are then saying, oh, well, no, we don't want artificial pitches. It just, it strikes to me a decision that is ludicrous. It strikes me as a decision that is completely, it's just, it's a decision that I don't think a lot of the guys are thinking about when they signed this petition, where they actually came from. And, you know, we're talking, I mean, teams who are coming up and prime example, Edinburgh City, they started off at non-league. We're now into Division 2. Division 2, there's a very good chance of going up into Division 1. You know, a fairy tale dream would be, you know, they progress and progress and look at the likes of Gretna back in the day. And what, I mean, they've got an artificial pitch. What happens mm. to them? A team that might not have a lot of money and the horizon is broadening between 
team that's got not a lot of money to a team that have got a vast amount, like the Celtic Rangers, who can afford a grass upkeep of the pitches. All right, let me put that to the guys, Rory, in terms of, I think, what do you make of the initial point there, in the sense that these players were you know, kind of happy enough, if you like, to be brought up nowadays playing on Astro, because most of them were. You're forgetting that mm. you know, most of the guys are in their early 20s. Yeah. Um, so why have they... Why are they turning their back on it, so to speak, is what Rudy's asking. I think what Fraser said, what I've been saying all along, that they enjoy playing in grass. They enjoy training in grass. That's that's the so be all and end all. they've had a taste of it, they realise that... But why not? I mean, it's like what I just said two minutes ago. Watching, watching top footballers on the TV, high-class games, that's, that, that's where we get our, our, our love for football when we're younger. I mean, watching the Champions League, I want to be out there. I want to play in that. Don't see a Champions League game in AstroTurf. You don't see a lot. You do, though, in Russia. Well, in Russia, but a top Champions League at the latter stages, okay. You don't see it. You know, you don't see your Barcelona's, your, you know, you don't see a, a top Champions League game at Celtic Park. Yeah, but with all due respect, is that, is that really the, is that a fair comparison for our teams? On a number well, of levels, you don't need me to start. No, I'm, I'm, well, I'm talking about the footballers when they're young and how they love the game. And how they get, you know, training and into it. It's through a love of watching it, and and you touching it looks great on the TV. So when they they get to the elite level and they make it to professional football, the top teams training grass and playing grass, they get a taste for it. They love it. That's that's the reason. They and the product is better. There is mm. no doubt about it. The product's better. So if uh, if someone's going to their workplace and love loves the environment, then I think. It's only right they get their say so when they're asked the question. Mm. You know, I don't think they'll hark back to, oh, I remember my first uh, or any job. I remember my first job. It was great. It got me to this level in such company, but it's not mm. the same environment. It doesn't work like that. Rudy Fraser Wisher was on earlier. I'm not. I'm not sure if you caught him or not. The, the gist of what he was saying was, and whilst he acknowledges there are of course lots of stakeholders in our game, and fans are very important, and, and, and managers and other aspects. Whether you think it's right or not The players just simply don't like it yeah. Should that not kind of be the, the the end of the end of the matter? Uh, I mean Yeah, no I mean Of course the players want to play on grass I, I totally respect that And you know what they, They're the guys that are putting on the entertainment for Scottish football But with Scottish football itself We're, we're not a, um, a money rich uh, kind of uh, league whatsoever <laughs> I mean if we're comparing You know the likes of the top tier in Champions League football, the likes of your Barcelona Spanish football, comparing kind of Dutch football, I know that you brought on about um, and the leagues in Holland, how they want to do away with the artificial pitches. Our environment, our, our kind of infrastructure, we don't have the money to kind of plough into grass pitches and, and neither do we have the, the kind of the teams that want to plough in the money. I mean, no, an, art, an artificial pitch is a great solution where you've got teams who can put out a, a, an outlay, they'll get government back and they'll get local council back and because you know they can use the pitches during the week when the clubs aren't using them. But for the grass, that's when you then have the tricky situation where you really want to have young kids on the grass pitch churning up, whereas if it's an artificial pitch, it's great for the local community, it's great for the club, and it's a money injection What about the example The guys said Earlier Rory About about Motherwell And how they they, they they clearly They don't have loads of money So they didn't have to throw a, Well I'm sure they, they threw A relative amount at it But they, they didn't have to Break the bank To produce what has been voted The top pitch in the, in the top flight 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, Motherwell's always kind of had uh, their youth set up. They've, um, they've done really well and, uh, with the local community. They've brought a lot through the gates. And the quality, if you want to call it, the pitch is second to none compared to, as, as we're talking about, or you guys are talking about, um, when, you know, I, I can remember growing up, growing up and seeing sand on the pitch and thinking, my God, that is yeah. it's a dump. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I completely see the point where there is teams who have went out and said, you know what, we're really going to ramp up the pitches and such. But, again, it's not for every club, and every club might not be able to afford that. And you did bring up a really great point about St. Johnson. St. Johnson, they don't have a great home support. Where is the money going to come from when it comes to the club like St. Johnson, where they don't have the income? And are they really going to be able to afford, you know, grass repairs and such like that? It seems like St. Marin. You know, St. Mirren's uh, support is dwindled, uh, your Hamilton's and such like that. The support isn't there. And without the support, you've not got the finances. You don't have the finances. You're not going to be able to upkeep the grass pitch. Rudy, you make a lot of good points. We're going to have to leave it there because the end of the show is fast approaching. So thanks for the call. We need to get more answers on the teaser. The last 10 players who won the Scottish Top Flight Player of the Year whilst playing for the club which brought them through the system. You're only looking for another two. Is Charlie Nicholas one? No No he's just A bit before this So we're only looking for the last 10 mm. You've got the furthest back one Willie Miller Willie Miller He was the, the furthest away 83-84 season Yeah I'm struggling as well I'm struggling yeah. I'd say one's tough And one is not Is one what? A goalkeeper? One's a goalkeeper? It's not Hamish McAlpine is it? Yes Is that a great shout you? Do you know I'd said that before? Hamish McAlpine is one What about the other one? Is he another goalkeeper? Craig Gordon must be Craig Gordon at Hearts Does he want it? Did yeah he? indeed Back Brilliant. in 05, 06 Well, well done. done You got there in the end Five minutes till kick off Between Celtic and Valencia uh, Enjoy the game If you're going to watch it And of course We'll have all the post-match reaction Not to be missed Tomorrow night from 6 o'clock In the company Of Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson uh, In the meantime You might as well stay right where you are Because Callum Gallagher is up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.